Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, people? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 43. Um, my guest today is back. Um, she's an author, speaker, a prophetic watchman. She's the founder of Harvest of the Nations. Let's welcome my guest today, Ella Anakoya. Hello. Oh, hello, Jeff. Hi. So everybody, just Hi, really quick, she, I'm doing well. Thank you. She is across the pond over in England. So there's a little bit of a delay, just a slight delay. So bear with us. If we accidentally talk over one another, uh, there's a little bit of a delay. So um, Ella, last time you were on here, we talked all about Romans 8.2, the law of the spirit of life. And yes, we did. You, yeah, and uh, it was a great, great show. Everybody, we're going to put a link in the description. If you missed that episode, this is sort of a part two, just a little bit, just kind of a part two, because uh, we missed a couple of things. We wanted to hit on some testimonies of your time. You spent a lot of time here in, in the U.S. last year, yes, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. How, and how long were you here? I was in uh, I was in the United States for two and a half months. Yeah, yeah. Two and a half months. Yes. That's that's uh that's a lot yes. of time. That's a lot of time to do some damage yeah. to to hell, and that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, um, let's just jump right into it because we got we got a lot. You're a gifted teacher, and I just want to to get out of the way as much as possible and let you share what the Lord has. Um, so you have a, a, a powerful dream that you want to share. Yeah. Um, the dream that um, I actually wanted to, to share, I, I believe it's so important and that God is turning our eyes and our attention to the time and the season that we're in, because if we understand the time and the season that we're in, then we're able to walk correctly. Mm. So we have turned a tide. And then so this actually happened. I had this dream in um, 2020. And let me tell you what happened before that dream happened. It was it was on March 2020. I had booked to go on a cruise about a year before. And then during that time, as you all know, that was when the virus, you know, yeah. the virus started. Yeah. And um, I was going to go on this cruise. And during that time, you know, all the cruise ships, there, there were reports, they were being quarantined. And so there was a lot of fear. And even my family were calling me and they were telling me, cancel it, don't go, do not go. And I got on the plane because in my first interview, I've been meditating on the law of the spirit of life. So I didn't believe anything could actually harm me. So I got on the plane and I went to Florida. And when I got to Florida, then I asked the Lord, I said, okay, my family are asking me, don't go. God, what do you say? Should I go into the boat or should I just do not go? God didn't say yes, he didn't say no. Mm. What did God do? He answered me in a dream. So that was the dream which I'm going to talk about now. Okay. This is a very important dream that points us to the power of resurrection mm. that is going to be so elevated in the times that we're in for those who actually believe. 
So that night, a night before I was going to enter into the boat, I had a dream. And in this dream, it was a very, very dark night. It was pitch black. And I saw certain believers coming, walking towards me. And then they came to me and they said, come. So they, we kept walking in a very dark place until we got, they took me to a graveyard. They took me to a graveyard. So when we got to the graveyard, this was a place where people had died and people had been buried. So when we got there, they showed me a particular spot. We actually looked as if somebody who had died there, who was buried there, had died for a long time because there were kind of like worms that were crawling on the place. And then I said, why have you brought me here? And then the, the leader of the group said, we have brought you here to raise somebody from the dead. And then they began to explain to me what happened. And she said, in the sports where you are, there was a boy called Junior and his mother had died for a long time. Hmm. And Junior had always believed God, God, you were going to raise my mother from the dead, but it never happened. And so this lady said to me, but right now we are in a time, in the end time, where the power for such a powerful resurrection, it is being released. This is why we have brought you. And as she said that, I felt such a rising of faith in the midst of me. And I just cried out. And I said, Junior's mother, rise up. And as soon as I saw that on the spot, on the grave, where it looked as if nothing was going to happen, I saw something that looked like a whirlwind, like the glory of God came like a whirlwind and it began to swirl round and round very, very quickly. And suddenly then I woke up. So when I woke up, I felt such a glory upon me and I felt the Lord say, that is your answer, that there is such a quickening of the power of resurrection in a time where people think, oh, we have arrived at a dark time of the night where there is confusion, where there is pain, where nobody knows what to do. And he said, this actually is a time, it's a set up. The kingdom of darkness thinks this is going to be a time that is going to put everybody like in fear. But yeah. this is a time where the resurrection glory of God it is going to make things that are dead to come alive. So what Great. happened afterwards? Because I know you want me to, you know, to share yeah. testimony. Yeah, and so what, take your time. Yeah, and, yeah. And so what happened afterwards? That was my answer. That the Lord said, "That is that's your answer. That there is such a power of resurrection upon your life, Ella. You can go into the boat because whatever you carry, the resurrection and mm. that resurrection power is going to change the atmosphere." Yeah. So that is one of the keys of the resurrection glory that we're going to be walking in in these times. It will change the atmosphere. And so I went on the cruise ship. And let me tell you some of the practical things that I did. I decreed in the name of Jesus. And I released that power of resurrection in the boat. And I decreed that nobody in the ship will get the virus. Mm. That because this is a resurrection glory that does not allow death. It doesn't like right. sickness. It doesn't like death. And so I released the resurrection power. And so what happened within that boat throughout the time when I was there, 
Nobody got the virus. The sheep was not quarantined. What happened instead was life of God, just as he showed me. A lot of people within that sheep who were fearful, who were afraid, they were quickened by the life of God and they went from spiritual death into life because I will walk up to them and I will talk to them. They will tell me, oh, they're so afraid. What is going to happen? And I will share testimony of Christ. If you will receive him and I tell them about what Christ has showed me and many of them will say, we want what you have. Mm -hmm. And so many of them were getting saved, both in the shape and outside of the shape. So yeah. that, that dream that I had, it's an encouragement. It's an oh, encouragement. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an encouragement. So it, it's telling us that, yes, physically, right, we can actually believe more and more that people are going to be raised from the dead. I know mm -hmm. we haven't seen the miracles of so many people raised from the dead, but we can press him for that, right? Because yeah. Jesus says he is a resurrection and the life. That's right. Okay. And then, and then secondly, in the dream, it was in the dead. It was in the dead. It was in the dead of night. It was very, very dark. And however, this lady in the dream says, actually, this is the end time where the power of God, the intensity of the power of God has increased. And then it, it kind of shifted my attention to Isaiah chapter 60 that also talks about a dark time, but when the glory of God is going to arise. When it said, arise and shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you, even though gross darkness fills the whole earth. But God will arise in his glory. And, and, and then so that was, that was one of the things that, um, you know, G Jesus brought into my mind. And then thirdly, how do we also see this resurrection glory happen? It's by the power of command. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I should actually say, thirdly, is the atmosphere, because when I said in the dream, rise up, I actually saw the atmosphere of God like a whirlwind. And okay. it reminded me of Ezekiel 37 in the Valley of Dry Bones, yeah, when yeah. Ezekiel was commanded to call for the four winds. So I saw this whirlwind just rising up. So the atmosphere of glory, the resurrection glory is actually an atmosphere. It's an atmosphere that when you speak into that atmosphere, it brings forth miracle. And that's why God said in, in, in Genesis 1, let there be light and there was light. First, there was the glory. First, the wings of God or the glory of God was brooding upon the surface of the earth. And then the Lord said, let there be light. And then there was light. So what I saw in the dream is what God is telling us right now, right? Make sure that you walk live your life in, in such a way that you are releasing wherever you go, releasing the atmosphere of God, right? And believing for it because wherever the atmosphere of God is, it's so easy for you that when you then release the spoken word of command, that's when the, the resurrection power actually comes, um, yeah. it, it actually comes forth, yeah. Hmm. And um, yeah, so... And very quickly, let, let me give um, a very um, a very funny testimony okay. um, about, <laughs> about when the atmosphere of God brought a resurrection. Yeah. This was some years back. It wasn't on my current trip. I will share some of the testimonies about my current trip. But this also happened in America. When I went to America, I, um, I was ministering at a conference 
in, 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 in Atlanta. And in that conference, suddenly by the Holy Spirit, I, I felt like a word of knowledge. I had a word of knowledge. And, and then I said, the resurrection power of Christ, it's in this place. Everything that is dead is coming alive right now. I said it and I finished the meeting and I went back to my hotel. And then the pastor sent me a text and said, Ella, guess what happened today? You remember when you said everything that was dead, right, in this atmosphere is coming alive. He said <laughs> there was a lady in his meeting who had had a wristwatch for seven years. She bought a really beautiful wristwatch that stopped working for seven years. It didn't work. But she loved it so much, she didn't throw it away. She kept on wearing it. And she brought it to the meeting. And she said, when I said, everything that has been dead come alive in this resurrection power, guess what? He said her wristwatch started working. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then, well, you know what? And the wristwatch started working, right? Mm. And then, also, I, I also want to share with, with you, um, if we're in a time and season like this, and some of you might feel that you are in a dark time of the night, you know what a dark time of the night is? When you just feel that, oh, where there is confusion, what's happening to my uh, marriage, what's happening to my ministry, mm -hmm. nothing seems to be working. And it's like, you've been believing God for such a long time, but it just seems as if the affliction that you are in, it seems to be getting longer and longer and you keep asking oh god when is the end where is all of this going to end why don't i see the um the uh, the end of this when is it going to happen and so the lord quickened this this scripture within my heart which i'm going to share with you second corinthians second corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 second corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 and it says that we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Mm. So, and then so because our 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 light and our momentary affliction is producing for us an eternal glory that is far beyond our comparison. So this is a key for you here. Whatever you are going through, let me tell you, it looks terrible and um, it might be terrible and I really sympathize with you. But one of the keys to coming through the dark season of the night so you can experience the power of God and then see the breakthrough that you have been looking for is first of all, to see and to position your eyes that whatever you're going through, it is only light, it is momentary. It is mm -hmm. going to pass soon. It's not yeah. forever, okay? So it is only temporary. And then mm -hmm. the second key is to fix your gaze on Jesus because he is the one who is the resurrection and the life and he's the one who is eternity. So what happens is that when you fix your gaze on him, things begin to shift. The resurrection and the life begins to change things. So everything that you have been going through it's going to work for you a far and a more eternal weight of glory. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And I want to tell you, I've seen a lot of people get healed. I believe in miracles. I believe in creative miracles. And I'm going to share some of this even towards by the end of the meeting. Yeah. But there are times when I have been tried and tested. Let me tell you, I have been tried and tested in some times where I've said, oh, God, even though I really believe. And you will not believe that several years ago, it was actually way back in 2013, I was diagnosed with four key illnesses in my left eye that even one of them can cause somebody to go blind. I had, um, I had hypertensive eyes, I had edema, I had uveitis, four different conditions. And I was put on, on um, steroids, I was put on medication, I was actually using it, right? I, I do mm -hmm. believe in miracles, but I also believe that doctors can also help. Mm -hmm. But what was happening, it was a season that looked as a dark time of the night for me, Yeah. right? Why, why is that? Because the more I did that, the, the worse it seemed to be getting. The more I seemed to, it was as if I was gradually losing my vision to the point where I started getting, you, you know, this article for the blind. They started sending me letters like, these are the articles for the blind. It was like the enemy was preparing the stage for me to actually go blind. And I had so many people pray for me and it seemed as if I was getting worse. Mm -hmm. And I was still pressing in. I still would go into meetings and I would preach. People all around me were getting healed, but it was as if I was getting worse. I couldn't sit wow. in a room with a light. It seemed as if what well, the light felt as if it was a screwdriver that was being plunged into my eye and I was in constant pain. Mm. But, but it was a light and a momentary affliction. But mm. at that time, I wasn't thinking that way, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was thinking, be hard oh, God, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm being honest. I was thinking, God, where is this going to end? Mm -hmm. And then one day, the worst day with the worst pain, I was on my bed. I've replaced all the curtains in my home with black curtains mm -hmm. because the light was too painful for normal light. I was on bed with black glasses on my eyes and I had pain tearing through my eyes, plunging in my head. And as I laid on the bed, I thought to myself, oh God, and in my ear, the enemy was mocking me. I remember him even showing me demonic visions of me walking with, with, with a walking stick. I was already blind. He was showing me this, this, this kind of stuff. And then suddenly, as I laid on the bed, what happened? I suddenly felt the presence. I shared the dream about the glory of God that was swelling in a dark place. And then suddenly, I felt the presence of Jesus. During that time, I didn't physically see him, but I felt him come into the room. I felt him, and then he spoke. And then he said to me, Ella, I have already healed you. And then when he said that, I said, Jesus, you have healed me? My God, I believe you. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate.
but I I would I don't want to lie to you and say all the pain went like instantly. I was still feeling pain for the next couple of days. But over and over again, Jesus kept coming to me and he kept telling me, Ella, I have healed you. You need to know <laughs> how to receive the manifestation of what I'm telling you. And then during the week, suddenly it dawned on me that Jesus said he's healed me. He doesn't lie. And you know what I did? And I'm not telling you to do that. I, I basically put all my medication to one side. I said, no more. I'm not going to use it again. Yeah. Because I believed his word. He's given me a rhema word. And mm -hmm. so what happened that same week, I went back to the hospital. They, they checked my eye. They looked at everything. And the doctor was amazed. And he said, wow. there is no sign of it. Come on. It's completely gone from your eyes. And up until now, I have been healed. Wow. Totally totally healed mm. and when the lord heals you something that has tormented you and jesus comes and he heals you and he sets you free from that that resurrection power you experience that resurrection glory because my situation it seemed as if it was dead right mm. so there are many situations mm. that could seem like they're dead it seemed as if it was dead but jesus really is the resurrection and the life all he needed to do was to come into my room and to say, I have healed you. And that word, the spoken word, right, in this atmosphere of glory, basically healed me. So when I experienced that resurrection, do you know there are others who needed that resurrection? Mm. And what I found that was really amazing was when I then go to different meetings, and then I share, sometimes when I share this testimony about being healed from a disease that, was, that the doctor felt was going to make me blind, I would then call out people in the meeting who had glaucoma, who had different eye disease, and they would come forward. I have video testimonies. And like a whole room, one after the other, they were just saying, I'm healed. I don't feel the pain in my eye anymore. I can see. I can see. I can see. So that is a power of resurrection that is living within us. That mm. is saying, yes, you are experiencing me. I now want you to release me like that is Jesus to release him in situations where uh, people are really, really suffering, right? Okay, mm -hmm. and another thing I also want to share with you, because as I was sharing this, I felt that perhaps, you know, there are going to be people who are going to be watching this, and this is a specific word for you. You know, you've, you've, you've been in tears. You've been like, oh, God, Paul, for how long? This is going to be a comforting word for you, and mm -hmm. this is in Psalm 56, verse 8. It says, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. So what is that telling you? That, that time of the night on the dream that I had, and that lady said, Junior's mother had died for a long time. There are situations that you've been in that it looks like it's been years and years. And you've been crying your tears. And you say, oh God, but for how long? Mm. I want to encourage you that Jesus remembers every time you cried, your tears were collected in a bottle. You know, all your cries unto him. And I'm telling you, the reason why you went through what you were going through is not because Jesus wanted you to go through it. But as he said to Lazarus, he said to Lazarus, he said, this, uh, he said about Lazarus when, when he was dying, when he was still sick, 
He said, this sickness is not unto death, but it's so that the glory of God will be revealed. And so I want to tell you that every bit of your tears, and I'm actually going to pray for you very briefly, yeah, because I have a lot of compassion for that, that yeah. all your tears have been in a bottle, right? But God sees and he feels the compassion. He really, mm -hmm. really cares, right? What does it mean for your tears to be in a bottle? You've been crying. I mean, I sent um, Jeff uh, like, a re like a video of a testimony from Norway. And that really showed me this man has been sick for 20, 25 years. I didn't know him. He just came into a meeting where I was ministering in, in Norway. And he, he was watching as I was praying for people and people were getting healed. And I remember that day, I didn't even call out a word of knowledge that dealt with his situation. He just came forward and he started to cry, a grown-up man. He started to cry, he said, oh God, right? He didn't even say, Ella, heal me. He called on to God. He said, yeah. oh God, heal me. Yeah. Oh God, heal me. I have been sick for 20, 25 years, he said, pain in my body. He fell on the floor. His body was convulsing. Oh God, this is too long. When are you going to heal me? What was happening there for 20, 25 years? What was happening? His tears has been collecting in a bottle. He's been collecting in a bottle, but it says that God kept tracks of all his sorrows, but that mm -hmm. night was the night of the activation of the glory of God. Because as soon as he said, God heal me, where is God? Of course, God is in heaven, but you know that God is in the midst of you, mm -hmm. right? So when you cry, when you hear a cry like that, what do you do? You release the one who is the resurrection and the life in the situation of the person who is the longing for God because you know who you are mm -hmm. and you are Christ, you are one. Christ in you and you in him. And so when he said that, I just was moved with compassion. I asked the whole room, stretch forth your hands to him. And then I laid my hand on him in the name of Jesus, be healed. Mm -hmm. And then you saw the video testimony mm -hmm. where he's, mouth was trembling and he was crying and he was saying unbelievable unbelievable for 20 25 years mm. i have been sick and this woman put her hand on me and i felt it on my body and mm. all the pain is gone i just can't believe this i just yeah. can't believe this and there are several several testimonies like that just because of time i, I was just restricted to that one but i had met so many people who have said wow for so many years for so many years, I have been I have been waiting, right? They've been waiting, but God was collecting their tears in a book, mm -hmm. right? And then maybe this is you today. Maybe this is you. And I want to pray for you right now. Yes. I want to pray for you. Mm -hmm. I want to pray for you. Father, that you hear the cry of the heart of the ones that they have been crying out to you. They've been crying out for their broken lives. They've been crying out for the illnesses within their bodies. They've been crying out for things that just haven't worked out well for them. And some of them felt that, oh God, didn't we hear you? We stepped forward and we couldn't even see things working as we thought they were going to. Lord, I know that you have been keeping track of all their sorrows. You have collected all their tears in your bottle. You record each one of them. And Father, today, Lord, I ask that you will open up the book of remembrance.
for every single one of these ones that you have you have recorded this situation. And I, Father Lord, in the name of Jesus right now, I come in faith. And right now I release in the name of Jesus, the power of resurrection in situations that has long gone dead. Marriages that they've even given up. Ministries that experience not experiencing the power of God at all, even though they've been faithfully serving you. Bodies that has been so sick. Cancers that the doctors said nothing can be done. Every situation that looks impossible, that has been, that has gone on for far too long. Right now in the name of Jesus, I release the power of resurrection, the glory of God. And I speak in the name of Jesus, let there be light in all of the situations. Let there be healing, let there be deliverance, let there be fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Sicknesses be healed in the name of Jesus. Let the miracles of God be experienced in every single life. And I speak, I heard the word quickening. Lord Jesus, let your quickening spirit come. Let it bring a life in my heart. I am hearing dreams. And some of you are like, where are my dreams, oh God? You have given me dreams. I have, I have dreamt. I have had vision. But where is the manifestation of that which you have shown me? And Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that every one of these dreams and every one of these visions, that you will breathe upon every single one of them, oh Father, that Lord, in the name of Jesus, in this time, let there be a quickening that will bring forth the, the uh, fruition and the manifestation of the dreams and the promises that you have given to every single one of them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's, that's, that's good. And I'm so happy you prayed because when you were talking about, um, you know, people going through this dark night time, um, that, uh, that it was really important that we address that more pointedly, like you just did. So everybody comment, um, you know, encourage one another comment right now what the lord is doing in you um you know other people need to see that um because god even even as ella continues to talk more and more people are are going to get healed and delivered so just posture yourself before the lord if you have to pause this pause it just do let the lord do the work in you um and i know there's a i, I could think of a couple of people right now that i know personally who that I know what you just prayed totally resonated with them. So yes. Amen. Yeah. Yes. And amen. Amen. So, amen. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 I totally know what you said just to build up your faith. And uh, for those of you who are watching, I recently did an, an interview and uh, on an other online um, show. Um, and then on that interview at the end, this lady actually wrote to me, and she said, while I was praying, I was praying specifically for people who had the virus. <laughs> and at that moment, she had, she had tested positive. She said the symptoms just fell off her. The brain wow. fog, all the different symptoms. Amen. And by the next day, she tested negative. She put the Ooh. testimony there. I specifically spoke it into her body. I mean, into the bodies of those people who were suffering from that. 
So I just want you just to believe the spirit mm -hmm. of God is moving in this place. He is moving. Mm -hmm. And so the next thing I just want to share, um, and then, you know, um, share how walking in the mandate of Isaiah 60, verse 1, releases resurrection glory. And so Isaiah 60, verse 1 says, arise and shine. Just to, those, just two words are actually very, very key. Arise and shine. So it's a command that God is saying to the body of Christ right now. It's time for us to wake up. And why is that? Because Romans 13 verse 11 says, we are commanded to wake up for our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. So standing up or arise is, is, a, is a position of faith, right? When you have decided, that, oh, I'm, I'm not going to lie down anymore and say, oh, I have given up. You are just going to rise up. So just like Peter, you remember when Peter said to the lame man, arise and walk, yeah. and he suddenly got up. Yeah. And so when God speaks and he says, arise, just like he says, arise, just like he said, let there be light and there was light. So right now, from Isaiah 60, as I'm releasing this right now, some of you begin to feel that something is changing within you, right? As I come in agreement with the word, and I just speak to everything in your life that needs to wake up. Wake yes. up right now in the name yes. of Jesus. Yes. Just wake up and arise. Arise. Mm -hmm. And so what happens? Why do we rise up? The reason is, why are we rising up? Because suddenly, let me tell you, we are leaving the darkness behind. It might look to in some areas with the walls and different kind of stuff, like a dark season of the night. But God is saying, shift your attention. Arise from all the, what we're focusing, you know, on all those dark stuff and a focus on his light. So arise and shine for your light is come. Mm -hmm. Arise and shine. And then what will encourage you that what that, that light of God is already inside of you. It is not something that you have to say, oh God, but where am I going to get the light from? Do I have to travel somewhere to Nigeria, to America to get the light? Do I have to go for a conference or whatever? All those things are good. But you know what? It's already within you, right? Because mm. Jesus said, I am the light of mm. the world. Whosoever yeah. will believe in me, they will walk in the light. I mean, darkness basically is not going to have power over you yeah. anymore. So I yeah. am the light. Yes. Yeah. And then well, so Psalm one thirty. Uh, 36 psalm 139 i'm sorry says darkness is as light to you um and he's talking to the lord he's saying even the darkness would not be dark to you for darkness is as light to you so yeah amen yes yeah. <laughs> yes yes and, and yeah. so this is really exciting though when he gives a so i, I don't know there's there a few key areas that i also want to highlight so because isaiah 60 is really, really talking, highlighting about this resurrection glory. And how do we walk in it practically in our days? One of the ways to walk in it is to walk in expectation. Understand what happens when the glory of the Lord rises, according to the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 60. So there were several areas. When you look at Isaiah 60, arise and shine for your light has come. It talks about the Gentiles coming to the glory of your rising. So one of the key areas that um, Isaiah 61 releases resurrection glory is for the salvation of souls. Mm -hmm. 
is for the great harvest. That the light that is in us will bring people, will actually draw people to the gospel. I mean, where, wherever I go, I'm so aware of the light that is in me. I'm like preaching the gospel everywhere is a lifestyle for me. And I see people coming, coming to Christ so many times. But how is this light going to draw people to you? Um, because you already have the light. And I'm telling you, when the light of heaven, when it increases in you, is actually going to dominate the atmosphere of darkness. And you begin to wonder, why are people drawn to me? Why are people drawn to you? Why are they looking at you? Why are they asking your name? There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. And, and then, so there was, this, um, there was this one time, there's a really powerful testament to this kind of glory for the great harvest that I just want to share. It was just a normal everyday occurrence where I was moving home. I was going to move into my new place here. And so that night, my, my friend had come to help me to pack my stuff to come to my new place. So as he was putting my luggages in his car, I was standing by his car when I noticed a woman that was walking on the road. And as she was walking, she, she stopped. I don't know who she was. She stopped and she looked at me and she couldn't, it was like she couldn't stop looking. She just kept staring at me. And then I thought, this woman is staring at me. It must be a divine appointment. Mm -hmm. So I went to her and said, hi, how are you? And basically she said, she wasn't fine at all because um, that her daughter was suffering from psychosis and she's in a mental home. Oh, I said, oh, Jesus loves you. You know, I, I started to encourage her. And then she said, oh, but I'm Jewish, she, she was saying. She said she was Jewish. And as a Jewish woman, she, she said that she um, did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. So when she said that, there was, I would say it was a gift of faith. It just rose up in me because um, I just felt her salvation is not impossible, that it was already done. Mm -hmm. And God gave me the exact words to say. And you remember when the atmosphere of God is all around you, the spoken word is what brings the life. Mm -hmm. And so God gave me the words to say. He quickened a word in my spirit and he reminded me about in the scriptures where the um, Jewish people were commanded to kill animals. And then the blood of the animals, every single year, they had to do that. Mm -hmm. But this blood never took away the sins of the people, right? It was just temporary. It didn't take it away. But Jesus was the lamb that came once and for all, and he died. And there was never any need of any more. And that was all I said to her. And then when I said that, it was as if every veil was removed from my heart. Wow. And she looked at me like she was dumbfounded, basically. She was shocked. And she just echoed what I said. And she said, ah, it is true. There is no <laughs> more need for any more sacrifice. Like the skin was just gone. <sighs> it is true. And then when she said that it is true, I then said, yeah. And then I went forward. I said, do you not believe that Jesus is a Messiah? She said, yes, I do. Wow. I said, well, if you believe he's a Messiah, do you believe he's, he's a son of God? He died and everything she believed. And she said yes to everything 
because the Holy Spirit was 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 there convicting mm-hmm. our heart. I mm-hmm. led that woman to the Lord there and there, and mm-hmm. she prayed, asking God to forgive her sins. She declared that Jesus was the Messiah, even mm-hmm. in her prayer, in the sinner's prayer. Oh, and then that afterwards, she said she was... Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. <laughs> she said she was going to go to her daughter and then basically tell her about everything that has happened. And she gave me the biggest hug. Mm. And as I was walking away, you know what she said? And this is where the, the part that I just want to point out, that there is a light in you that you carry. And this is what Isaiah 60 is like talking about. It is going to make the Gentiles to come to the glory of your rising. Mm-hmm. Why was she looking at me? Because I didn't know why. She said, when you were there, I was looking at you because you were shining. And then she said to me, you were a bright shining light that came to me. So basically she saw me, but she saw the light supernaturally. And that's the light of God. Mm. And I've seen people who are in the occult that looked at me and said, hey, what is the, who are you? I see the biggest light inside of you. And so I want to encourage you with Mm. that. The light of heaven is in you. And what does this light do? When it comes to salvation, it has the power to remove, to quicken those that you preach the gospel to from death you know, into the light, right? And then another key area for Isaiah 60 to quicken you, um, to quicken the glory of God is in the area of financial resources. Mm -hmm. So when you look at Isaiah 60, um, it was actually talking about um, God is going to bring you like in a verse eight, uh, I think it was in, um, is it verse Verse 7, verse 17, verse 17, yes. For brass, I will bring you gold, and for iron, I will bring you silver. So there is a resource in this in these times, in these times that we are in, where it looks as if, you know, there might be recession in some areas, right? There's some places I experience, like the banks, the, the savings are not as good as they used to be, right? There were people that lost their jobs during this current situation. However, there is a glory that is in the heavenly places that actually releases financial, finances, sorry, financial blessings to us. I have had dreams where I've seen this, like diamonds and silver, right? Just literally waiting to be released. And recently there was a word that I wrote that was published on the Elijah list where in my dream, my um, sister came into the room and she said, Ella, you need to get ready because we have to, um, we, we have to go out for a fun day out. And when she left my room, I opened my cupboard and I saw rows and rows of jeans, but they were all covered with diamonds, with heavenly gemstones. And I looked at it, I couldn't even get dressed in my dreams. I was like, wow. How can I get dressed? They're too beautiful. Look mm-hmm. at all the gemstones. What is this? <laughs> she came into my room and kept saying, hey, you have to get dressed. And then when I woke up, the Lord said, look at your time. And then when I looked at the time, 
it was 419. And he said, and I saw Philippians 419, for my God shall supply all your needs. Mm. In his riches, we're in glory. So this, I just want to encourage you because we might be in a time where we're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? But God is going to supply you. God is going to, God is going to surprise you. I am in full-time ministry. I have been in full-time ministry for several years. And sometimes people will say, Ella, how do you do it? How do you walk by faith? Being in full-time ministry means all I do is preach, right? Mm -hmm. I left my secular job several years ago that was paying me a lot of money. I left it to go full-time into ministry because there were so many people who were wounded, who, who were in so much pain and everything, and I left it. And then, and I remember the, um, the, the, like, there was a time when, um, um, when, I, when I just left my job. And as soon as I left my job, I had an email from my previous employer. And um, he said, oh, Ella, we were looking through our account and we kind of think that um, you, you owe us money, like thousands of, <laughs> thousands of money. I was like, oh, <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't aware of that. And truly, I was like, I wasn't aware of that. They said, well, we, we want, you know, like, you know, I was, I was doing sales and maybe they felt they overpaid me or something like that. And I said, well, I wasn't aware of that. They said, well, well okay, we, we want the, the money. And then, so the next Sunday, I actually went to church. And when they were, I remember they were passing the offering basket round and I looked in my bag and I said, God, I'm in full-time ministry now. This was way back in 2010. I was like, God, I have to give the small amount of money because I've got to save my money. And the Lord said, no, don't. Give the higher amount because mm. if you do that, your debt will be canceled. Yeah, And I I've gave the higher amount. Yeah. And then by the next Monday, my, my previous boss said, you can, you can keep the money. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep the money. So I've had lots and lots of supernatural provision. So when the light of God is inside of you, you know, you will receive, I mean, God wants you to know that your provision does not depend on just the physical um, resource mm. that you have. Yeah. It can, yeah. yeah, far above and beyond, he can do that. Yeah. And he will also release his peace over your circumstance so that in the, in the midst of violence, he will keep you safe. Mm. He will keep you safe because of the glory that is within you, Amen. I have lived in London. I was born in London. There are places that I have lived in London that was really, really violent. And God would tell me, don't worry about it because there's a light inside of you. Just release the light. And as I release that light, Isaiah 60, what happens, verse 18, it says that violence will no longer be heard within your land, right? Your walls will be called salvation. And what, what happens? Changes begin to happen. And the the places become much more safer. The people talking about and say, hey, Ella, what's happening here? Things have changed. Where is all the gang violence? Where has it gone? So I'm, I'm just trying to, to, to encourage you that physically, that I, we are in a time that if we were able to position ourselves, we have such a glory within us that we are able to, to enter into the fullness of of everything that God has for us. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah. Amen. Amen. And uh, yeah. I was going to talk about creative miracles, 
Yeah. Um, so first off, really quick, for those that don't know what a creative miracle is, what what do you mean by creative miracle? Okay. Well, a creative what I would say is a creative miracle is a miracle that it is similar to creation. Right? When when you look at the Bible in, in Genesis chapter one, this world was not as it was supposed as it was now. Everywhere was dark. There was waters everywhere. And then God said, let there be. And as he started to say, things began to form. So a creative miracle occurs when the spoken word of God, when we release a command to release a miracle that was not in existence before. Mm. Let there be light and then there was light. So how does a creative miracle happen? How does it happen? Creative miracle is again activated in the atmosphere of the glory of God and through the spoken word, through the spoken word, the word of faith that comes out of your mouth. We are made in the image of God. So if God said, let there be light and there was light, imagine what happens when the glory of God is all around us. Mm. And he said, let there be. So I'm, I, I, um, I experienced one of the, the most beautiful creative miracle I experienced um, years back. I, I will share a few. Those years back, I was speaking at a conference in the in the UK where I had um, I I've had a word of knowledge, and I said there are people in this room that you have pain in your foot, and God wants to heal you. So a lot of people came to the front of the meeting, and then. I lay hands on this woman. She, she fell under the presence of God. And when she fell under the presence of God, she, she then told me she wanted to explain to me why she needed healing. And she took off her shoes and she showed me that, her, you know, that um, she said she was born with a flat, what, what do you call it, with a flat heel. She oh, didn't yeah, have any flat, flat arches. Yeah, she didn't have yeah. any arches at all. She didn't have any arches. And then she said that was how she was born. But wow. I don't believe that God made her like that. <laughs> mm. But she said that she was born without any arches. And as a result of that, it's very uncomfortable for her mm. to actually walk. She's not able to walk without any having any pain. So when she said that, then I realized that she needs a creative miracle. She needs a creative miracle. So what did I do? I put my hand on on her foot, okay, um, believing that the power of God within me is going to connect through the laying on of my hands while my faith connects to heaven. Hmm. So it looked as if she didn't have arches, but I believe that the, the missing arches is in heaven. I actually believe that there's a room in heaven where you all the body parts that we yeah, need. Yeah. It's all there. So yeah. I just connected my faith. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I just connect my faith. That room where all the missing body parts are, I just call for these arches that this woman needs. And I just pull it. Do you, do you, do you see mm -hmm. that the Bible says that we have been blessed with every blessing in the heavenly places? Mm -hmm. So you might not be feeling it physically. You might think that you have no, you know, it might be missing. 
but it is somewhere. It's in God's heavenly resource. So then I said, in the name of Jesus, I ascend <laughs> into this place in heaven, and I pull down in the name of Jesus. You see, in the name of Jesus, not in my name, in the name of Jesus, this arch that is needed. And I just basically just um, release it. And so I kept on praying. And then, you know what she said? Um, um, she said, look, look, look. She kept telling me. She said, look, look, look at what is happening. So when I looked, did you see how my eyes went big just, just now? Yeah. <laughs> My eyes were like so big. <laughs> you are so big. Because even though I was declaring and I was commanding, I really did not think it would happen so instantly. Before my eyes, I saw the arches growing out. Uh, I was like, yeah. and then it grew out. She got up, no more pain. I saw wow. her a couple of months after, and she said to me, Look, I still do not have any pain and i am completely healed so Amen. that was one of the creative miracles that i saw yeah. there's several other examples that i have but these are similar keys you want to see a creative miracle take place believe that you're made in the image of god if god was able to create uh, by his word and he said let there be light and there was light you can do it too because you are made in his image right and why does creative miracle happen? Because Jesus wants us to be healed. So if somebody has a missing arm and has a missing leg, what do you think God wants? He wants them to be healed. So I want to encourage you when you're watching it, begin to extend your faith, right? Mm -hmm. Go and look for people who need a creative miracle. Release their lungs to them, release it to them. Keep on putting your faith in it because the more you do that, even if you don't see the manifestation like the first time, right? Keep on pressing it. You, you know why? Because the more you put your faith into something, the more the anointing grows. The mm -hmm. more the anointing grows. So mm -hmm. that was one of the times where I have seen, uh, you know, where I have seen like a creative miracle. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then um, in my um, in my notes to you, I had mentioned some of the amazing things. That happened when I was in America this recent yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And and <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, I'm so humbled by God. Mm. And then when I was making the note, I said, What did Jesus say to my spirit? What did Jesus say to me years ago <laughs> that has allowed me to see resurrection glory in an area of a harvest? Right? Not only on a one-on-one -on -one level, but in, in cities and in places that has never experienced the move of the Holy Spirit, but revival began to break open. They began to break open. I wrote a book called Spirit-Led Evangelism that actually documents many key areas as I traveled in my ministry where we'll be invited like in various places. The pastors will say, we've never experienced a move of God. Nothing is happening here. And I step into that place where Jesus steps in through me and revival comes, souls, healings, miracles, just a new atmosphere comes into the place. But what was the key? It has to do with resurrection life. Mm. It has to do with resurrection life. What did Jesus say to me? This was, it was even before I started my ministry, 2009, uh, sorry, um, it was 2007, I went on a mission trip, right? 
And in the mission trip, I went with a team to a place called Mali. Mali is a Muslim. It's known as a Muslim nation in Africa. When you look at a place like that, you say, wow, that's a hard ground. Mm -hmm. So I went there and we went to do a crusade where we were believing for souls to come to Jesus. So the first night, as I was in a hotel in Mali, I was talking to Jesus. I laid on my bed very quietly and I said, um, Jesus, what do you want to do in this place? And when I asked him, do you remember Jesus saying he, he only does what he sees the Father do? So That's I said, right. Jesus, what do you want to do? Then I waited. I waited for a while. And then he answered me. And what he said to me has stayed with me all of that time because it wasn't just what he said, but it was a breath. He didn't say it like a normal word. I felt his words like spirit to spirit, like his spirit breathed into me. Mm -hmm. And he just said it like this. I heard it. It was like this. He said, Lazarus, like a breath. Mm, Lazarus. And then I said, yeah. Lazarus. So that was Lazarus, but he said it like a breath. I said, Jesus, what do you mean? He said, in this place, the dead will be raised. Oh, wow. And he was talking about Mali. The dead was going to be raised. Yeah. And so what happened? As we went in that area, going into different villages to do the crusade, there was one particular village that I was told to go and preach. And I took a team in, in Mali all those years ago. When we got to the village, there was nobody except for a few pastors who told us, that nobody wanted to come, they did not want to hear about Jesus. And then Jesus told me, this is a place that I told you, that the dead will be raised, that mm -hmm. those who are dead in their trespasses and their sin. And then he told me, basically, do not give up. So he told me what to do. I and the team, as we went walking around the area, he showed me the keys, showed me how to pray, Buying the strong man in the area, the strong man of Islam, and we did that. And then after that, then he said, begin to call forth sons and daughters from the four winds. Again, it has to do with the winds. Because as we were praying, the winds of God began to blow all over the place. So in that atmosphere, he said, begin to call forth salvation. Begin to call it forth even before you even see it. You see, even before you even see it, begin to speak it forth because the resurrection is about to take place. And so as I was doing that, suddenly many people started to come and the whole place was full of Muslims. <laughs> and then I preached. And then after I preached, I gave an altar call. What happened that day? A whole village, right? It wasn't just like a group of people. It was basically a whole village came and they all gave their life to Jesus. Wow. They all gave their life to Jesus. Yeah. They were removing their amulet, removing every stock, create miracles were taking place. And then afterwards, the pastor said, Ella, do you know what just happened here? You are the first person to ever preach the gospel mm. in this place. Many wow. pastors have tried for many years to go and preach there, but the people always resisted and they didn't want to hear it. And today is the very first day, and these people gave their life. What happened? I really believe that when Jesus said, Lazarus, he imparted into me the breath of resurrection to see a harvest of places where there's no move of God. Like what you're hearing? 
Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. And so this recent time, um, last year, September, I was invited into South Carolina by a wonderful, precious lady. Um, she, she reached out to, to me and she said she wanted to invite me to come to a place called Kershaw in South Carolina. And she said within that place, they've never experienced a move of the Holy Spirit. And in fact, a lot of churches in the area did not believe in the move of the Holy Spirit. They didn't believe in tongues. And yeah. they're even telling her that, what are you doing? Yeah. This doesn't make sense. But she kept on believing. She invited me. And when I got to the place, she invited me to do a three days tent revival meeting. Revival meeting in a place where people do not even know what is revival. Yeah. Right. But she put her faith to it. And she started to share flyers. And you know what? During these three nights, people, all the tents were full. They were coming to see who they didn't even know nothing about. <sighs> they were coming to hear about what they didn't believe about. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the tents were absolutely full. So what happened within those three nights? The same thing that Jesus breathed into me, Lazarus, the dead will be raised. And I've seen that time when Jesus breathed that into me, I have been, God has taken me to many, many, many places where I will be told nothing ever happens here and his breath will come and revival will come into that place. So this time, people will come in. What happened on the first night? If some of you were following me, like on Facebook, we were doing our live videos, I was posting the videos, there was testimonies of salvations testimonies of miracles taking place from adults, from kids and everything, the first Amazing. night and the second night. But what happened on the third night? Have you heard of the third night before? The three days, I mean, Jesus rose yeah. from the dead in the three days. Yeah. I'm on the, on the third night. So this leader who invited me, she said, Ella, I love what God is doing every night, but still she wants to see baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because these people still do not believe in tongues or in any of those eight things. So that night, I made an altar call and I called our people. The Holy Spirit wants to fill you, right? He wants to fill you and he wants to baptize you. And guess what happened that night? The Holy Spirit brought them and then the altar was full of people, Baptist ministers. Amazing. <laughs> Baptist <laughs> ministers who did not believe in tongues. Oh, man. People who did not believe in that, the altar was full of them. And when the Spirit overwhelmed them, oh, men were crying with tears streaming down their faces. Mm. Women were crying and tongues began to erupt from their mouth. And they began to speak in glorious, beautiful tongues. Mm. And so she told me, Ella, what happened during that weekend? Um in November last year, she said, people are still talking about it because they've never experienced anything like that. It was like a wildfire. And then in another place, there was an, another Episcopal church in um, Georgetown in South Carolina. I was also invited from one of the leaders who had been praying for revival for a long time. 
She said, Ella, come, we, be, we are a remnant. There were a remnant of about 20 people in a church of about 300 people. And this remnant of about 20 people, they've been believing and calling forth for revival. And they say, Ella, come, say, Ella, we don't know what is going to happen. Nothing like this. We've never done anything like this before. And so I went to their church and I just spoke very gently to these wonderful, wonderful people because Jesus loves them. And I shared a message about the woman by the well and about how Jesus, the well of living waters. And before you know it, people were coming to the front very gently as I was laying hand on them. The Lord released a healing move of his Holy Spirit. A woman was healed of, um, she had COVID before. She had long COVID. Have you had, okay. you know, like a long COVID, like pain in her body? Yeah. The pain was gone. Mm. A man was healed of hearing problems. One after the other, miracles were taking place. And as the miracles were happening, they were saying, um, they were saying, I can't believe it. Did I really get healed? Did I really get healed? So I just, I just wanted to encourage you. I was in the United States for two and a half months. And mm -hmm. I saw the resurrection glory of God Amazing. moving in the different churches, mm -hmm. in different regions, and in different places, bringing healings, miracles, and yeah. signs and wonders. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Ella, can you pray for the people? Like, there's people that are like, I want, I want to experience that. I want to experience what you prayed for. Can you just, can you just, can you just light it up, sister? Just, just go for it. Did I light up? <laughs> just light okay. it up. Light it up. Okay. Just All right. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, um, uh, Jeff, I, I haven't even talked. I haven't talked about the fire of God yet. I mean, if you can squeeze it in in the next couple of minutes, then go for it. Okay. Can, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. So I want to. Okay. And um, so I want to. Well. <laughs> But the fire of God, that was like another well, thing that could like go on for an hour. But I'm, yeah, I'm just going to talk on it very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> about the fire of God. Yeah. Because John the Baptist said, there is one that is coming after me who is going to baptize you um, in the spirit and in the fire of God. Mm -hmm. Right? In the spirit sure. and in the fire. Right. So you people get baptized in the spirit, but you know, where where is the fire? He wants us to be immersed in his fire also he wants to baptize us in his fire so this fire is a fire of pur purification right the fire purifies us um there's a refiner's fire that the bible talks about that is sent to actually purify us and we're, we're meant to walk in this purity of the fire of god and then there's a fire of prayer that when we pray that like in chronicles 1 verse 2 the, the Lord will release the fire as an answer to our prayer, right? And then there's a fire of God that will repel every demonic activity within our lives. I had a dream once where in my dream all night long, there were demonic midgets that were flying about and were trying to touch me. They were all bouncing off me. They couldn't touch me. The next morning, the Lord told me it was a fire. I had fire all around me so that these demons could not even touch me. So demons cannot stand the fire of God, right? So there's a wall of fire that God also wants to release around you 
that there's no demonic spirit that can actually touch you. And then there is a final healing, right? And I teach this in my school of ministry. I'm going to start like a school of healing very, very soon. And then one of the ways that I know when there's a healing that's about to take place is when I feel the fire of God in my hand. I feel the burning in my hand. I even feel, I get works of knowledge in different parts of my body. Yeah, I feel fire. Yeah. Like if there's somebody who is sick in, in their stomach, I feel the fire of God within my stomach. And I say, there is somebody here who is sick. God wants to heal you. Mm. And this fire is so powerful. It can melt cancers. Mm. It can melt tumors. And I've seen people who have been healed of breast cancer. When the fire of God came upon them, there was a woman in New York that the pastor brought to me. And she said, this woman has tumors on her chest. And I just put my hand and I said, in the name of, of Jesus, I release the fire of God. That same day, the pastor said, this lady has a testimony. She's gone to the back of the meeting and the fire of God has basically melted away all the tumors wow. on her chest. It wow. wasn't there anymore. Mm. So honestly, I've prayed for people that their growths have disappeared because of the fire of God. Cancers that has been healed because of the fire of God that has been released. And recently in my meeting in um, um, Pennsylvania, as I stood right in front of the meeting, the Lord told me and he said, um, there was fire within my hand. And he said, this fire are balls of fire. And he wanted me to release it by faith. Without even laying hands on anybody, I stood at the front of the pulpit and I stretched forth my hands. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I'm releasing this ball, this fire that I feel like balls in my hand. I release it into any part of your body that is sick. And as I began to release it all over the room, people began to say, they were smiling like they couldn't believe it. The pain is gone without laying hands on anybody, just releasing the fire of God. So I want to encourage you, that fire of God that came down on the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 2, when they were all together in one accord and tongues of fire fell upon every single one of them. And then what happened after then, there began to be like a great harvest. People began to get um, healed and miracles began to take place. This fire of God, we are meant to walk in this fire on a day-by-day mm. day basis. This fire, it will heal your body. This mm. fire will allow you to be able to heal other people. I had malaria. While I went to Africa to actually preach, I lay down on my bed so sick I couldn't even pray. And the Lord told me, I want you to soak. So that's one of the areas you can walk in the fire of God. You can soak and stay in the presence of God. And he told me, soak and wait on me. Because that same fire that you release in your meeting, I'm going to cause it to fall upon you. So as I laid down, I was so weak, I couldn't even pray. I just began to soak and worship the Lord. And I felt the fire, the fire fell upon me. It was so powerful that it burnt off all the malaria in my body. Mm. I got up Amen. in a few hours. Malaria kills oh. people. And yeah, I was that does not happen. Yeah. <laughs> malaria kills. Yeah. So this fire of God, God wants to immerse you in it. He wants yeah. to baptize you in his fire. Amen. And he wants to baptize you in his, in his, um, in his um, spirit. So I just want you to be really expectant. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm going to pray, even as Jeff said that um, I should pray right now. But I want to encourage you because 
um, there was so much more that I could have shared um, mm -hmm. about this fire of God and the manifestations of the fire of God. Mm -hmm. And But I will encourage you. Um, I have a school of ministry that is starting on the 26th of March. And it's a school of revival and it's a school of healing. So I will encourage you to go on the website and to sign up for that because I will be able to go in everybody. depth. Yeah. yeah, so I will go in depth into the working of create, um, cre creative miracles, healings, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And all of those things, you have seven weeks to be able to go deeper into it. Like yeah. many people have been part of this particular school or the school of revival. They will come and receive the impartation and the fire and they will go back to where they're coming from and they're sharing testimonies of revival taking place. Somebody who is almost dying, coming coming back to life again. It's just amazing. So I will encourage you um, just to come and be part of that. Mm. And so I want to pray for you. I, I want to pray for you because in Acts chapter 2, what do you think happened in Acts chapter 2? They were all together in one accord, mm -hmm. right? And they were praying. They did not know exactly when the fire of God was going to fall. It happened as a suddenly. Suddenly, there was a sound as of a mighty rushing wind. And then suddenly, the whole place was full, and the tongues of fire fell upon every single one of them. So I would say, why not here? Why not now? That as we wait right now, why not here? Why not now? That we will have another baptism, another fire, another immersion of the spirit that we will believe will even be greater than Pentecost because it wants to take us from one level of glory to another level of glory. So I want to pray right now, not only to release the impartation to you, um, and then this impartation is not really coming from me. It's coming from the Holy Spirit within me. So what I'm going to do is to pray for you that what is already in you that might be dormant, to begin to manifest as the glory and the fire of God in your life every day. So you will experience the supernatural move of the Holy Spirit. So just be expectant. And as I, as I prepare to pray for you, I want to ask you, if you're um, here and you've been listening to everything that I've been saying and you really believe in for God to touch you, but you have never received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And um, maybe you've been going to church. Maybe you've been wondering, is there really a God? But there is a God, and this God that I'm talking about, he wants to be accessible to you. He wants to live inside of you. He wants, he wants to love you. He wants to be your Savior. He wants to be your Lord. He died for you on the cross. He rose from the dead. And so today, if you want to believe in him, totally, completely, in your heart as your Lord and your Savior. I want you in your heart right now, connect to heaven and pray this prayer. Oh Lord, please forgive my sins in the name of Jesus. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died and you rose from the dead. Save me. Be my savior, be my Lord. Fill me up with your Holy Spirit. And if you said this prayer for the first time, just continue to know him. I just pray that he will fill you with 
such an overwhelming sense that you are loved, right? That he will reveal himself to you as you read this word. And he really, really loves you and I bless you in your new journey with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So now I want to pray. Lord, I thank you that John the Baptist said there was somebody that was coming after him whose um, soul, I mean, his sandals, he's not able to untie, but he will baptize us in spirit and in fire. And so right now in, in this segment, I want to pray for the release of your holy fire, for the release of your pure fire, for the release of your anointing, that for everyone who is here who is watching, Lord, we cry out to you for a baptism of your fire. We cry out to you for a baptism. We have a longing in our heart. Lord, we are your lovesick bride, our heavenly bridegroom. Baptize us and yoke our heart together with you so that our heart will burn for love for you like never, ever before. Release us, oh God. Release to us the fire of intimacy. Release into our heart the fire of first love, that our heart will burn for you, to love you like never before, oh God. We pray in the name of Jesus. Our bridegroom, yoke our heart to yours with a love, oh God, that will not grow cold. And so, Lord, I pray, Lord God, even in the as you begin to baptize us right now, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that your fire purifies us, purifies our heart, that your fire cleanses us. And I pray that your fire, oh God, delivers everyone that needs deliverance that is watching this in the name of Jesus. And I'm hearing in my heart, mindset, mindset. The Lord God, even let your, your fire begin to burn, even in your heart, that we will begin to exhibit the mind of Christ, the way we think that the mind of Christ will begin to think like he, he does, I command that the fire of God will break off the yoke of confusion mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus, that the fire of God will burn off every demonic affliction in the name of Jesus. And I ask that your fire will soak everyone that is watching, that whatever it is, be it tumors, be it cancers, whatever sickness or infirmity, will be burnt up by a fire in the name of Jesus. And I ask us, oh Lord, Father, will you equip us in your fire? Will you impart into us? Impart into us, oh Lord. Oh Lord, soak us in your fire. Soak us in your wonderful, glorious fire in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father, that you will activate the final revival. And then everyone that is watching, that wherever they go, that they will begin to release the fire of revival wherever they are. Signs and wonders, the supernatural, the glory of God begins to follow them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your healing fire. We thank you for your glorious fire. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, that every sickness healed right now. Receive it right now and just keep on soaking. Just keep on soaking. Just keep on soaking. Every virus be healed. In the name of Jesus. Virus infections be, be healed. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. I'm seeing somebody right now, like in their right knee, right now. In their right knee, arthritis. I command arthritis to lose your right knee in the name of Jesus. I'm hearing even a heart condition. A heart condition. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Certain heart populations cease and become normal in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm hearing the word blood disorder, blood disorder, blood disorder. I release the fire of God into that situation. Be healed right now in the name of Jesus. I release it into this place on earth as, as it is in heaven. In every room, in every home, in every place, receive his fire and behold, be healed and be set free. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Man. Yes. So anybody, if you're still, the Lord is still doing something and you would encourage you to just pause this and just, because we're going to close out here and then you can resume when, when the Lord is done doing what he's doing in you. But everybody, once this stream is ended, comment, please comment, write Ella herself, give them testimonies about the, what the Lord has done. If you just gave your life to the Lord for the first time, praise God. Um, yeah. We want to hear about that as well. So please, yeah. everybody, um, do yeah. that. So We have people from all over the world, including pastors and leaders. Through We actually meet on Zoom. But the fire of God, they say, hey, the fire of God is burning through my computer. Amen. It's coming into my laptop. And we have people gathering. Yeah. <laughs> and then people are getting healed. And they're taking the fire of God. And they are leading the lost to the Lord. They are walking Amen. in revival. Amen. They are healing Amen. the sick and just going deeper in the glory of That's God. Great. Amen. God Amen. So what are some other ways that people can follow you, Ella? Yeah, you can follow me on my YouTube channel, Ella Onokoya, on my YouTube channel. And then you can follow me on uh, Facebook. Um, I've got almost 5,000 friends, but <laughs> okay. But you can follow <laughs> me there. But definitely you can go on YouTube, Ella Onokoya. You can sub subscribe to my um, um, YouTube channel and, yeah. uh, you know, on uh, Instagram. And definitely you want to sign up for the school because we will get to connect and you can ask me a lot more questions through, you can be part of, of our Saturday schools. And then you can also be part of the mentoring, which I will be doing in addition to the Saturday school. There God has go. such a glorious destiny for you. Amen. And I can't wait Amen. to see what he does. Amen. Yeah. And everybody, you can get all of the links to your social medias in the description for your ease so you can just click the links and go and subscribe and follow and all that good stuff well ella thank you so much um man and uh i think that today's show just so many people needed to hear this ella so um it, it's so good i can't wait to hear the testimonies i can't wait for you to hear the testimonies um, and, and so uh, it's really exciting so Ella thank you thank you so much for coming on the show thank you for having me on the show absolutely well everybody you, that was our show everybody be encouraged and we will see you again tomorrow bye this has been Elijah Fire thanks for listening for more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.